This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on Location. Featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. Now, let's go on location to the 2016 Indo Expo in Portland, Oregon. Welcome back, everyone. Radical Russ at the 2016 Portland Indo Expo. And I'm here with David, who is with Willamette Valley Aquaponics. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I am a startup business. I'm from Monmouth, okay. Oregon. Uh, I don't know if too many people really know where that's at. but You're a second person today from Monmouth on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Well, Keep that good. mic close to your face there so we can yep. hear you. I might know them. Yeah, so I build design and design aquaculture systems that can grow food and medicine. Yeah. Cannabis, I've been doing it now for about a year with the cannabis, but food for over six years. And I'm passionate about good, healthy, organic food. I was an alcoholic. I quit drinking about 10 years ago now, and I ran into problems with my stomach, digestion, all these things that were plaguing me after I should be feeling better, you know, and I was wondering why. So I started doing research, and I learned about our food system and all the agrochemical companies and the petroleum-based fertilizers that we use and the kind of the vicious bankruptcy loophole I see the farms getting into. I grew up in a small town, farming community. I watched a lot of farms after the National American Free Trade Agreement got passed that had to go bankrupt and lost their livelihoods, you know. So I'm passionate about good farming practices. And so that led me down, you know, the good food wormhole. And I see the cannabis industry right now in its infancy and what it is and what it potentially could grow into But I also see it as an opportunity for legislators to start pointing fingers on any kind of like environmental or resource management issues that are going to arise in the future, like energy use, water resources. Water right now is one of the most precious resources we have on this planet, and it's being polluted at an alarming rate. And so if I can do anything to help that, I'm going to. So aquaponics is a great way to grow not only food, but cannabis and really any plant. I've grown every single plant you could probably think of for the most part in this system. I have three pound papayas growing in my system. I figured out the fruiting problems. Aquaponics produces a lot of nitrogen. It uses the natural bacteria in the system. So in all aquatic systems, they have natural bacteria that convert the ammonia that the fish produce into a less harmful substance, a nitrate, which is nitrogen. 
So if you recirculate the water through grow beds, I use three quarter inch round river rock. It seems to be the best media I found and I've tried a lot of different ones. And there's a few reasons for that and I'll get into that in a little bit. But the bacteria convert it to a nitrogen basically. So the plants remove the nitrogen and clean the water for the fish and it works on a symbiotic relationship and it recirculates. So you use about 90% less water to grow the same amount of crops. Yeah, so let me make sure that I'm catching up because I know a lot about the politics and the stats of, of cannabis, but the growing of it is, is new to me in a lot of ways. First of all, when you say aquaponics, are we differing this from hydroponics in which way? What's the difference? Yes, the difference is, is that you use aquaculture water. So it's a living water. It has so fish in it. You're using fish water. I, grew, I use tilapia. I'm growing okay. tilapia at my home system right now. I've got a 200-square-foot system, and then I'm building my first commercial system in Willamina. The, the weed's not in with the fish. They're not swimming amongst the buds. No, <laughs> no, no, no. They're in the grow bed, but the, okay. they share the same water. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the, the fish produce the fertile input to the system. All right. And so just fish feed. Well, tilapia like vegetables. They don't like meat sources. So okay. well, one of the main problems in the aquaculture industry today is that they use fish-farmed fish meal. Okay. Protein. So okay. fish meal protein is kind of bad in a lot of different ways. And one of them is that it can bioaccumulate heavy metals and other pollutants out of the ocean. And then you right. feed it to fish. It bioaccumulates in them. And then you sell them to people. And we eat it. And it bioaccumulates in us. So the search for a plant-based protein is one that the aquaculture industry really desperately needs. And there's a couple things I see that could potentially save that. Hemp is one of them. Yeah. Duckweed is another, which hardly anybody knows about, but it's the weeds that grow on top of ponds. It looks like a green carpet. Yeah, yeah. That is all seven amino acids in a complex protein and is one of the most digestible. You can feed it to everything from chickens to, you know, goats to cows to humans. And it really? harnesses the energy of the sun and the nitrates that are in aquatic systems sure. and grows and wow. creates a biomass. Okay. So, there's options for the the fish fertil- or the protein source for aquaculture, but tilapia kind of solve that problem because they just like plants. That's what they want to eat. Gotcha. So I have an urban farm in Monmouth that has an aquaponic system. I'm trying to get my house to pay for itself by marketing the produce that it produces and eventually hire somebody who needs a job and a place to live to manage it and then buy another one and keep doing this. But I also want to build my business. I'm a startup business. I'm a sole guy trying this right now. I'm working a full-time job. I work for Sequential Pacific Biodiesel in Salem, Oregon. It's my full-time job. I work 312s, and we recycle used cooking oil on a very large scale for the most part, about 7 million gallons yeah. a year. So it's it's a fun job, and it's a great job, and I love it. But I really want to do my own thing, and I really feel that I can help this industry make a really good name for themselves and grow into something that could really be fruitful. But not only that, produce a really high-quality organic product. Right. And so everybody who's tried my cannabis uh, really, really, really enjoys it and says that it's the smoothest they've ever had. And really, the effects are great. So That's wonderful. Uh, do you eventually get to eat the tilapia? You do. Yeah. And they are good. And I did some <laughs> side-by-side comparison with the store-bought stuff because most of the tilapia in America is produced in China, Singapore, Indonesia, and places where they're grown in some pretty low water qualities and fed fish meal, gotcha. pellet food. And yeah. so it tastes different. It, it also is pink, and my fish is like pure white. Oh, and it, it doesn't. My fit or the stuff from the store tasted really uh, dirty, like dirty water, and mine tastes exceptionally clean and just like a white fish. Wow. And so it was really good. Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm building a Bear Farms in Willamina, Oregon. They are. Uh, fourth generation farm, 400 acres. They're trying to do it right. They don't want to use the pesticides, the chemical fertilizers, and get locked into that, that that cost and that overhead. So they've seen aquaponics as a way to 
not only produce more with less, uh, but a better quality product to increase their profits, but also to, to updrive their foot traffic. Mm -hmm. People come from a lot of a long way around to just see an aquaponic system. So they come there, yeah. they sell more produce. You know, while you're there, you might as well buy some eggs and some meat and whatever else, some fish and maybe some lettuce. So we're building a 30 by 85 foot system that should produce anywhere between 24 and 36,000 head of lettuce a year on the low end. So just on low end sales, you know, two to three dollars a head for these, you know, lettuce because of how like big and beautiful they are, because they haven't been handled as much, they get sold locally, they're picked fresh. You're looking, you know, at seventy to a hundred thousand dollars a year with about a twenty to forty thousand dollars startup cost. Wow! So it's I, I make all my own tanks. I want to get into the manufacturing. I am really interested in plant plastics. It's the way everything has to go is towards plants, anyways. Sure. I've known it for years, and now it's happening. So I'm excited, and I thank you for letting me speak today. I appreciate it. No, this is great how you could integrate all these things. And I'm, I was just thinking circle of life here. You said the tilapia like eating vegetables. Uh, <laughs> are you feeding them any of the leaf or bud from the what you grow that was made from their water? I tried some leaf. I tried to feed them some of the leaf just because, you know, it, it shouldn't hurt them, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah so, it, uh, but they don't like it. I think it's because it's kind of spicy. Oh. They don't like arugula either, but okay. they love lettuce, kale, and I use a soy-based pellet food to that by that's USDA organic, and yeah. I supplement with that a little bit in, like, the winter months. But for the most part, they eat a lot of worms, and then I do uh, black soldier fly larvae. Huh. I don't know if you know what those are, huh. but... Black soldier fly are like everywhere, and they can eat. Their larva can eat. They're like a maggot. Yeah. But right. they're they don't carry any diseases, so that's one of the problems why you don't want to feed your chickens, you know, maggots or your fish maggots, is because they can carry disease from what they're in. These things like the nastiest stuff you could think of, right? And uh, they're really efficient, but they go through a seven phase pupa stage. So at some point they lose their mouth. So oh. you, so yeah, it, that's their cue to find a hole and turn into a fly. But if you put a ramp inside of a bin with all your waste in there, when they lose their mouth, they'll climb the ramp and harvest themselves and fall into a cup. <laughs> you can freeze these. And so I use all my food waste from my kitchen. I mean, everything from like old dairy to meats, cheeses, all that stuff can go into this bin. And I keep it out in my compost area. And every day in the summer, I'm getting a, a larva and I feed it to the fish. So it's a way to convert my household waste into a protein source that I can freeze and feed my fish. Wow. So I like to produce all my own food, all my own fertilizers, all my own nutrients. I've solved the fruiting problems in the aquaponic system, and it is a very, very viable way to grow cannabis and food in the same system. Yeah. So if you want food security and medicine security, I can build you a system that can handle that. This, this is fascinating to me, and I'm still trying to kill the visual in my head of these maggots losing their mouths <laughs> and then desperately crawling up the ramp to freedom <laughs> if you watch their seven phase stages to a fly it's yeah. pretty interesting yeah. like yeah and they do it relatively quickly but they you know they lay so many eggs there's so many of them they can process a ton of waste and just turn it into a protein wow yeah this is amazing and i love this kind of repurposing closed loop recycling uh, steady state yeah. kind of idea here Mother Nature has solved every single problem already. If we don't start modeling every system that we use after Mother Nature, it's going to fall apart. Absolutely It's that right. simple. So, Man, this is amazing. Tell folks again how they can uh, learn more about what you're doing, if you've got some contacts. or I do. Um, I'm in Monmouth. Uh, I'm the owner and operator of Willamette Valley Aquaponics, LLC. Through the last 10 years, I've met a lot of people in the aquaponics community, which is growing rapidly. And one of the best people to contact about schools or learning more is Ingenuity Innovation Center in St. Helens, Oregon. 
My friends Aaron and Kate have really come a long way, and they're huge movers and shakers in the aquaponics industry. They've helped me, and I've helped them. We're friends, and they're open source. They've also partnered with Murray Hallam from Australia, who is the owner of Practical Aquaponics. And he's kind of the guru right now in aquaponics. He's been doing it the longest, knows the most, has the most successful business, travels all over the world and helps everybody from third world countries to everybody to get into aquaponics and to realize the potential for growing food and plants in a better way mm. and use more resources better and manage it better. Yeah, so. I love this. This is, this is great stuff. Learn more about this aquaponics and uh, what was the website again? I don't have a website, but IngenuityInnovationCenter.com is my friends up in St. Helens. Okay. Uh, my website isn't set up yet, but you can contact me via Facebook. Yeah, uh, yeah. My name is David Towery, and I also have a Willamette Valley Aquaponics Facebook page as well. And you can message me. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm there. I Like I said, I work a full-time job. I'm still really trying to meet the right people to help grow my business. Yeah. You know, whether it be investors, I need resources. I would love to eventually be able to offer somebody a system, finance it for them, you know, and then be able to get them to like make payments or whatever. So I know not everybody's going to be able to go drop, you know, 20 to $50,000 on a giant commercial system, but you know, I want to be able to grow my business to that point eventually and help everybody farmers to cannabis entrepreneurs. And yeah, it's a great, great idea here. Willamette Valley aquaponics. David Towery is the owner and aquapreneur. You can contact him by email at Willamette Valley Aquaponics at yahoo.com. Willamette, for those of you who are out of state, is W I L L A M E T T E Valley Aquaponics at yahoo.com. And uh, check them out, Willamette Valley Aquaponics, on Facebook as well. Thanks, David. Great Thank stuff you. you're doing. Thank you very much. All right, stay tuned. We are going to bring you more here as we close up shop at the 2016 Portland Indo Expo. I'm Radical Russ. Thank you for listening to this edition of Grassroots Marketing on location, only on CannabisRadio.com. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.